Chapter Nineteen of the Star Chamber: An Historical Romance, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Star Chamber: An Historical Romance, Volume Two, by William Harrison Ainsworth chapter nineteen a noble revenge nothing could be pleasanter than the situation of the spanish ambassador's residence surrounded as it was by noble gardens but its beauties seemed now likely to be devastated by the blind fury of the apprentices much mischief would indeed have been done in a very short time if it had not been for their leader he authoritatively commanded them to refrain from the work of demolition till they had settled accounts with the ambassador himself who might be expected each moment as they had ascertained that he was on his way home from the palace the information they had received proved to be correct and ere many minutes elapsed a magnificent litter borne by eight stout varlets and attended by several gentlemen and pages in the well-known liveries of de gondomar was seen to pass through holborn bars and advance towards them very soon however the bearers of the litter halted surprised and alarmed at the sight of the crowd investing eli house but de gondomar who had no apprehension commanded them to proceed and they reluctantly obeyed the prentices allowed the litter to come on till they could surround it when they had set up a loud shout making it evident that mischief was intended on this the gentlemen and pages in attendance upon the ambassador drew their swords and put themselves into a posture of defence endeavouring to keep off the crowd but their resistance was of little avail the prentices clubs quickly shivered their weapons and drove them back when he became aware of the jeopardy in which he stood de gondomar anxious to gain time in the hope that assistance might arrive demanded of the leader of the furious-looking crew who had drawn aside the curtains of his litter and ordered him in insolent tones to come forth why they molested him the individual appealed to replied that having heard of his infamous usage of sir jocelyn mountainsea and of the false accusation he had brought against him to the king they were determined to inflict upon his excellency the punishment due to public and notorious slanderers and by what right do you constitute yourselves my judges cried de gondomar take heed what you do you may bring yourselves within reach of a halter you hear what he says brother prentices cried dick taverner he threatens to hang us and no doubt if he could carry out his schemes and bring back the pope's authority he would burn us in smithfield as they did the holy martyrs in mary's days he has charged a true and loyal subject of his majesty 
with being a spy in return we tell him he is the worst of spies a spy employed by the pope and we will teach him the danger of his employment hands off base varlets exclaimed de gondomar endeavouring to shake himself free from the rude grasp imposed upon him but in spite of his resistance he was dragged from the litter while a shower of blows from the prentice's cudgels fell upon his shoulders and it is probable he would have experienced much severer treatment if indeed he had escaped with life if at this moment sir jocelyn mounchensey sword in hand and followed by clamon lanyer had not burst through the throng ha as i suspected cried de gondomar you mounchensey are the author and instigator of this outrage and are come to see that your tools do their work properly it is false cried dick taverner your excellency judges of others by yourself sir jocelyn would have checked us if he could i cannot be expected to believe such an assertion as this cried de gondomar incredulously let my actions speak for me cried mounchensey friends he called out it is undoubtedly true that i have good ground of complaint against the conde de gondomar that he has deeply injured me and that i will compel him to make me reparation in due season but i cannot permit outrage to be offered him and if aught further be attempted my arm will be raised in his defence how can this be possible exclaimed de gondomar in surprise why we are fighting sir jocelyn's battles and he turns round upon us cried a burly prentice while loud murmurs arose from the others and the cudgels were again brandished menacingly leave him to us sir jocelyn said dick taverner ay he had better not interfere or he will come in for his share of the blows roared several voices i care not what befalls me shouted mounchensey you shall not injure a hair of his excellency's head while i stand by and as he spoke he warded off several blows aimed at the ambassador i am with you sir jocelyn said clamont lanyer clearing a space around them with his long rapier but avoiding so far as possible doing injury to the prentices at this critical juncture and when it seemed likely that owing to his chivalrous interference sir jocelyn would share the ambassador's fate he being fairly resolved as he showed to defend him with his life a cry was raised that a body of the royal guards were approaching and as the trampling of horse accompanied by the clatter of swords left no doubt of the fact and as moreover the bold prentices felt no disposition to encounter regular soldiery they instantly abandoned their prey and took to their heels the chief part of them leaping the hedge which then grew along the north side of holborn and scouring off through the fields in every direction some half-dozen were made prisoners by the guard and amongst these we regret to state was the leader of the riotous assembly dick taverner 
thou art likely to make acquaintance with the pillory and the cart's tail if not with the hangman friend said the soldier who secured him with a laugh so i begin to fear replied dick alack and well a day what will become of gillian and that be thy mistress's name friend you should have thought of her before you engaged in this disturbance you are likely now to part company with her for ever while dick lamented the predicament in which he had placed himself the conde de gondomar freed from all apprehension turned toward his deliverer and proffering him his hand said you have nobly revenged yourself sir jocelyn i trust we may be friends once more i will make you ample reparation for the wrong i have done you but the young knight folding his arms upon his breast sternly replied when reparation is made count i may accept your hand but not till then at least enter my house urged the ambassador where you will be protected from arrest do not hesitate sir jocelyn subjoined lanyere you are in great peril but the young knight haughtily refused i will not owe an asylum to you count he said till my name be cleared from reproach and with a proud salutation he departed the spanish ambassador shrugged his shoulders and looked after him with mingled admiration and contempt he then turned to the promoter and said come in with me lanyere i have somewhat to say to you i must pray your excellency to excuse me just now replied the other i have business on hand and bowing with nearly as much haughtiness as sir jocelyn he followed in the course taken by the young knight End of chapter 19